This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. I hope you're doing well and getting ready for a long weekend. Well, not that long, but a good weekend. A good weekend. I hope people can get away. I know for my part, I was just telling Noah off the air that my daughter has her prom to, uh, this weekend. It's a weekend of a prom. I mean, I, I this was my first one, or my oldest daughter, my oldest child. So we'll see how that goes. I'll report on Monday. But a lot happening, a lot happening. Please visit ProAmericaReport.com, ProAmericaReport.com to check in on all that is occurring. And uh, we will visit in a few moments with uh, Pastor Darren Myers. I've been wanting to do this. He is a man who um, well took his faith in a different direction by going out and educating about America. And so much so that he is um, leading a, a um, well, it's, how to say it, it's a, it's kind of a, it's called Freedom Encounter, but it's kind of a amusement park about America's roots. America's Roots. It's called Freedom. Excuse, excuse me. Uh, Freedom Cent- Freedom Encounter is the website. FreedomEncounter.com. So we'll talk about that. It's kind of a museum, kind of a theater, kind of a educational, um, interactive thing. So uh, we'll talk with Pastor Darren Myers about that. And please visit ProAmericaReport.com and sign up uh, for the daily email there, as well as you can uh, check all these previous interviews. I'm going to replay one that I think is very important from last week. I've got a few comments on it. It's called the Faucian Bargain about Fauci. Fauci and Bargain by Todd Erzin and Steve Deese. Uh, people really reacted to that book as well as that interview. We'll play that in a few moments. But first, let me tell you what you need to know. This is a very important segment, and I'll tell you why. I discovered in the last 48 hours a little bit of the playbook that I can see coming. And it's very important for us to start deconstructing it. Okay, so remember I've talked about the narrative machine, big tech, big media, and big government working together to try to tell you something that's true even when it's not. And that they try to brainwash us, that's big media. They try to change our brain chemistry, that's big tech. And they try to use big government, that's the big hammer, to do that. Well, I've been watching Nancy Pelosi's efforts to create the January 6th commission and she's tried to link January 6, 2021, which was a, you know, a silly day of some protests and not so, you know, all kinds of things that we were lied about. We were lied about the severity of it. It was used to impeach the president. It was used to surround the Capitol with, uh, with um, uh, barbed wire. It was used in a lot of ways. I was with somebody today, a very thoughtful man. He made this comparison. I didn't. He said it's like the Reichstag fire in his mind, not mine. Just describing someone else's comment, meaning it was a pretext. It was staged, used by Nancy Pelosi to try to distract Americans. She did that. It's now clear. There was no murdered cop. There was no violence. There was no armed anything. The only killing was a Capitol Police officer, I think, killed a woman who was protesting. And it's never been clear how she, Ashley Babbitt, presented a threat that deserved to be shot and killed. But again, we don't know. But Nancy Pelosi's been pushing for this commission, and I couldn't quite understand it, and I, I heard somebody talking about different things, and I suddenly realized what's happening. Nancy Pelosi is doing what the, the, uh, the opponents of President Trump did in early 2017. She is generating, she's taking events and lying about them, and then generating through big government the opportunity to, to, to pound a message into the American uh, psyche to try to distract and destroy. So it was the Russia hoax, clearly a hoax, and it was the Mueller investigation. The Mueller investigation dragged on for years. It cost 
$50 million? Conservatively, that's the number I think that's known. But it costs a lot more for a lot of other people. If the people that were dragged before the Mueller, uh, the Mueller investigation and, and other places, if you added all that, it was probably a couple hundred million dollars spent to try to do what? to try to further what was a lie. Now, Mueller would probably sit here and say, I investigated and found nothing, but I was supposed to do that. Although he didn't really say that. He kind of stumbled and mumbled. He pulled a Biden. He looked kind of incompetent. Looked, he didn't look incompetent. He looked incoherent. He looked cloudy, and then he went off the stage. You don't hear from him now. He's certainly not brought out to speak like Comey was and others, because they know if you bring out Mueller, he'd say, well, I didn't find anything. But for years, the Mueller investigation was meant to pound a message into the American life, into our lives, that said, Russia, Russia, Russia. There's a problem. There's a problem. There's a problem. There's crimes. There's a problem. There's crimes. There's crimes. There's crimes. There's problems. There's collusion. There's an illegitimate election. There's all this stuff. Went on forever. And here's the thing. Whether you know now it's not true, you should tip your hat at how effective it was. Because professionals like Clapper, James Clapper, former head of the intelligence, uh, uh, um, uh, Clapper, uh, Comey, you know, uh, um, you know, all these different people, Adam Schiff, were saying all these things, and they weren't true, but it didn't matter because they got their message across. And now what Nancy Pelosi is doing is making sure that people are going to spend months and months and months and millions and millions of dollars and she wants to set up a commission so that as the commission calls witnesses they will have the aid and comfort of cable news and big tech and they will drag before the nine the, the 911 commission they'll drive you know that's what they're trying to call it, linking it by the way even linking it to 911 is insanity but it's meant to link in your mind something sinister and they'll play the images and cable tv will play the images brainwashing and big tech will will do their algorithms neuroscience changing your brains and over to, and big government will continue they'll have kangaroo courts they'll have people in in uh, in in um, drag before with subpoenas and they'll say look at this and they'll have crazy people experts that will say this is the beginning of white supremacy this is what happens here this is what happens there it's meant to be the new Mueller investigation and there's very little to be honest that we the people can do to stop these things we are, we are stuck in a system that cannot, so far, self-correct. It cannot stop the, the driving of this incredibly divisive, insane message into, the American, uh, into America, into our lives. And even as you react to it, watch Fox News or Newsmax or One America News or try to read maybe the Wall Street Journal or other sites, American Greatness, the, even the reaction to it is on the framework, is in the framework, is in the framing of Pelosi. So you make something up, then you make, argue, make people argue against it. As you're arguing against it, you're reinforcing that it happened, that it exists. You know, there, there was a meeting with somebody from Russia in Trump Tower, of course, it was a boondoggle like thousands of other meetings, but it doesn't matter. You're arguing on their framework, and they're using... You, can't, you cannot ask for honesty in reporting. You cannot expect integrity in the media. You just won't get it. So the Mueller investigation is the model for the January 6th commission. And Nancy Pelosi doesn't care if she doesn't pass it through the House and Senate. She'll do it as a select committee of just the House voted on party lines because she knows she'll be aided and abetted by the media, big media, big tech, and big government will plow along. A little bit like, by the way, just think of the mini version. She just decided she's going to uh, impeach the president. President Trump was impeached 
hours, days after the January 6th, and it was, oh, this is an insurrection speech. It was totally fabricated, totally false, totally ridiculous. It didn't matter. Everybody played along. They'll play their parts in the narrative machine, and they'll, frankly, continue to destroy America. That's what they're doing. And I have to say, a lot of us are at a loss because part of, I remember the late Phyllis Schlafly used to tell me, you, you know, you, the, the way, the argument, the way you choose to frame an argument can be, make all the difference to even getting close to winning. In other words, if you argue on your opponent's framing, you almost can never win. And right now, we have the whole entire culture of the, of the swamp and, and the media and big tech framing how this argument's going to be put, framed, gonna, uh, framing how this argument is going to go forward. And it's, it's almost like you're arguing against something you can't. It's like, you know, you're arguing against the existence of something that do- exists, and, and, and then you're trying to say, but it's not that. It's a really, really big challenge. But part of that, as I said earlier in another interview, I said, part of it is to know what's happening. If I tell you that the commission on January 6th is the Mueller investigation... Again, you can understand it, right? And can you mock it and try to, you know, kind of make clear we're not going to fall for it again? Hopefully. Hopefully. That's got to be our goal. It's got to be what we got to do. All right, everybody, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we will uh, also, well, we'll run, I told you I'll run this interview with Todd Erzin uh, from last week, which people want to hear, and we'll talk with Pastor Darren Myers and a lot more. Please, please excuse me, please visit ProAmericaReport.com. Sign up for the daily email there, and also all these interviews will be there, too. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. And, you know, I, we've been talking a lot about what I call the narrative machine, and you all have heard it. You know, big tech, big media, and big government kind of deciding on a truth and then shoving it down the American people and the world's uh, our throats and, and changing our minds using uh, neuroscience as well as brainwashing techniques and then, of course, the power of the uh, government. Well, one place in the big tech fight that has been fascinating to watch that they haven't been able to stop what I would say is a somewhat, uh, I don't know, revolutionary movement, because there is a book that is out that was published uh, by uh, two, two authors, co-authors, Steve Deese, who's been on the program before, but one of his colleagues, he's a writer and contributes on his show, helps to do his show over there. His name is Todd Erzin, and Todd also writes, he's written in the Des Moines Register, America, American Greatness, and they have a book that's called The Faucian Bargain, The Most Powerful and Dangerous Bureaucrat in American History. And it I'll be darned, it's like a best bestseller. And I thought they were shutting down anything. You know, remember Abigail Schreier wrote a book on the cult of transgenderism? Her book was kind of, uh, not, if not blacklisted, it was sort of, sort of darklisted so you couldn't find it, you couldn't order it, and on and on and on. So this book, it continues to sell. So I'm very grateful that Todd has joined us uh, to be on the program. Uh, Todd Erzin, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? It's good to be here, and we owe uh, the people out there to be persistent because once they saw this book was uh, popular, uh, they rerouted us so many times, and people have found themselves looking for furniture and other things before finding the book. So it's the people who have been very persistent. Well, I'm, I'm glad you – I did read a, a tweet or something. on. So uh, f- flesh that out for me. The book comes out. Suddenly it's selling all the time, and they did start to give everybody the runaround. Give me, give me some uh, context for that. They did. Well, we got all kinds of uh, people emailing us saying that they were ended up looking for 
uh, other books, looking for furniture, you know, nonsense like that. So we decided mm. to turn the tables, and we actually had a lot of our followers they, they buy extra books, and they sent the books directly to Fauci's office himself. So hopefully he has like a hundred of these books just laying around. <laughs> well, that's interesting. You know, I, I should, and Steve, you should share this with Steve. Again, we're talking with Todd Erzin, whose uh, book is uh, a bestseller, and it's called The Fauci and, Fauci and Bargain. Fauci, of course, Fauci. Uh, Fauci and Bargain, uh, playing off of the Faustian Bargain. We'll, we'll talk about that in a moment, too. Uh, you can find it anywhere books are sold. But that's a kind of an interesting uh, thing. Tell Steve, the, the Phyllis Schlafly, the late Phyllis Schlafly, when she did A Choice, Not an Echo, one of the things that she did was she made the book the size to fit in an envelope. And they had hundreds and hundreds of uh, uh, copies of the book sent to Republican congressmen, at the time congressmen, House and Senate members, uh, and might have been some women in there, so members of the Congress. And uh, and, and they got hundreds of them. So that's a great, uh, great thing you did. All right, let's turn Turn to this. Um, let's turn to the book for a second. In at the beginning of the book, you both reference the, the in, again. It's the Faustian bargain that Eisenhower warned, sort of famously, uh, about allowing. Uh, control to be sort of given over to, at the time, I think the phrase that's always used is the uh, military-industrial complex, but you guys sort of broaden that to talk about, to walk us through that warning and why it fits what you're saying and, and how it's so important. Well, you and your audience are going to get this because you already laid the uh, groundwork for this with your notion of the the narrative machine. This book is absolutely about Fauci and it is about COVID. But more than that, it is about this expert class of bureaucrats that isn't just at the federal government. It's at every layer, your school, all those school districts and wealthy districts and very poor districts that wouldn't let anybody go back to school. This expert class that has taken over our lives and we were never designed to operate on cruise control like that. We, the people, unless we take back our duties as citizens, will always be manipulated by a group who knows they can get away with it for whatever reason they have. Uh, power, money, riches, fame. It's happened at every segment of our society. Uh, right now we're dealing with health care, but did you think you were going to be spending the last five years talking about the gender wars? What's a man? What's a woman? That's because we <laughs> right. have surrendered all of our common sense, and we've done it as the most educated, and I use that in air quotes, but the most educated society ever in the history of man in terms of the most people who spend time in something called education from preschool through 12, a large percentage of society goes on to college, but we are far dumber and we're bigger suckers than the agrarian, uneducated society that ultimately founded this country. We're talking with uh, Todd Erzin, and he's one of the uh, folks that, that uh, puts together Steve Deese's show. And at Deese Online is where D-E-A-C-E is where you can find uh, Todd. And uh, and the book, of course, is The Faustian Bargain. Um, be, be, I'll get to the book in a moment. I want, But what was the biggest surprise reaction? Did you did you find that a whole bunch of people that are totally, you know, Fauci fans, like, rose up angry? Did you find that a whole bunch of people, I think I know that this was true, I saw some of the traction that a bunch of people that were waiting for someone to say it, said, oh my gosh, thanks, somebody said it. I mean, give me give me a sense of the reaction to book. You know, you write a book, and by the way, the other thing I should tell you, <laughs> I should make sure to, to tell you that uh, Phyllis used to say is half of a book is the title. It's a great title, uh, uh, Todd, you know, the Fauci and Bargain. Uh, but what was the reaction? And, and how did you guys sort of ride that reaction? I know you got a lot of positive attention, but it must have been a, a quite, it must, I'm sure it's a, quite a, a narrative of the key of this moment. Well, there's two reactions. I've done maybe two dozen. And the book's been out for about a month and a half. I've done at least two, uh-huh. uh, two dozen of these with you. I, 
without exception, I'm amazed. I thought I'd kind of have to meet people halfway. Almost everybody uh-huh. is done with Fauci and, and clearly has been for quite a while. I, I, that is a blessing I did not expect. It, because me, Steve, and our producer, Aaron, we're three guys in a room doing this show. And you know, we have mm-hmm. great listeners. They reach out to us in a lot of ways. But I did not fully expect that people are that ready to fight this thing. And then on the other mm-hmm. side, the, the mainstream media, that we've been memory hold. People don't even talk of us because we, it's only a 180-page book that we rushed out in paperback but it's got 200 footnotes. It's meant to be a weapon of facts, and people just clearly mm-hmm. don't want to me- mess with it. They want to memory hole it and just make it go away. Again, we're talking with uh, Todd Erzin, uh, half of the uh, the co-author with the book with uh, Steve D. So the Faustian bargain, and uh, the, the full title is The Most Powerful and Dangerous Bureaucrat in American History. Um, his position in government. You know, in a certain way, you, you describe and could describe that he holds a senior position, but not just in government, because 40 years ago, that senior position wasn't as influential. Um, by the time you get the tentacles uh, of government into so many aspects of life, um, you know, you have this extraordinary uh, power. However, he also was able to ride the sort of fear wave up. And even President Trump had to sort of deal with him and not throw him off the stage. It, it, that, that's got to be one of the more extraordinary things about this, this bargain, as you point out, that, 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 that the, moment, the moment captured all this bureaucratic growth that put him in a position of unique power. But it also the media allowed this sort of rise up that gave him authority nobody's ever seen. Well, the question is why that fear wave came when at the outset in January of 2020, before it had come here, we knew of the stories coming out of China uh, and mm-hmm. Italy. At that point, he said this was uh, only going to be a bad flu for most people. And he was right. He said this thing was not going to spread asymptomatically for the most people for the most part, because of what we know of 100 years of immunology. He was right. He said masks weren't going to work. He was right. And then he changed his tune. And that's the fear you're talking about. What I think he got afraid, and Steve and I think he was afraid of, we have a whole chapter in this, about the Wuhan lab. And Tucker Carlson uh, has come out with this. Uh, Steve Hilton has come out with this. Uh, the former CBS reporter whose name has just escaped, Cheryl Atkinson, is, has come out with this. And more and more and more, we know that, he, yeah, you, he didn't have any influence that we knew of. But back uh, in uh, 2014, uh, he was uh, part of uh, funding that lab to, uh, and uh, gain-of-function research there. Uh, and, and even mm-hmm. Barack Obama was starting to get concerned about it. It was suspended for a while. And then in 2017, it was started up again, likely with Fauci's knowledge for quote-unquote national security reasons. Who knows what that means? Uh, Maybe because Trump was president and he decided he needed to take him out. I don't know. But that fear and and, uh, Fauci being worried about what uh, he knew, when he knew it, and who was going to find out about it is as likely a scenario as any for why Dr. Fauci has been in our face with this fear porn for more than a year now. Again, we're talking with Todd Erzin, and just I just have time for one more question, Todd. And again, I'll make sure to put the book up on social media. Congratulations on it again. Uh, the book is The Faustian Bargain. Um, the the uh, Do you think, and, and you know, recently Rand Paul talked about this with, uh, you know, with Fauci, yeah. and Fauci was defensive. Uh, and I know this is something that you, you guys in your, in your program, Steve, talks about. But 
Do you think we'll ever get to the bottom of this? I mean, you know, you say it's memory hold and, and God, but some things you just wonder, will we ever, will we be talking about this in 50 years and wonder exactly what, is there, who gives you hope that you can get to the bottom of it? Anybody? I think we will get to the bottom of it, but I don't think we'll have any accountability for it. That's my, because that's the problem with this extra class. There's never any accountability. These people are wrong all the time, but we're too addicted as a culture and a conservative as much as anybody else to our comfort. We just, we just want to rush back to whatever we call normal. We, but I call it the gated community effect. I have news for you. We're not going back to normal. Rahm Emanuel's thing about never let a good crisis go to waste. That's what gender wars were. That's what COVID is. We're going to move on to the next thing unless we, the people, stop bottom-lining everything with our comfort and start bottom-lining things with our liberty and justice. Well, well said, Todd. And I think, um, you know, I, I think you're on to something. I guess the question is, you know, what as much as we saw things change one direction, you got to hope and pray that uh, it'll come back and uh, that the people will we the people will uh, push to get that done. All right, Todd, I got to run. You know how radio works. Uh, Todd Erzin, the book is The Faustian Bargain, the most powerful and dangerous bureaucrat in American history. Uh, Steve Deese and Todd put this book together, as he said, put it out happily. It's got a huge audience. People are reading it. They're following through. I think uh, again. I, I do hope we get to the bottom of it. I, I wonder, as you point out, if we'll ever have accountability. But thanks very much, Todd. I appreciate it. Thank you. God bless. All right. We'll take a break, everybody, and be right back. Don't forget, I'll put this interview and other interviews over at ProAmericaReport.com. You can always go check them out. Take a break. Be right back. Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. I've been looking forward to talking to uh, Pastor Darren Myers for a while. Uh, you, you all may, listeners may know, uh, and Pastor does, that we, every Friday, uh, Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time, we have a prayer call. It's called the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles Prayer for America. And it's a very informal group. It's sometimes 100 people, sometimes 25 people, sometimes five people uh, gather on the phone. We uh, say some prayers, have some prayer requests, and move on. And a few weeks ago, Pastor Darren Myers, who is now the founder and president president of an extraordinary uh, uh, effort. It's uh, the, if you go to freedomencounter.com, freedomencounter.com, you can find out more. And uh, he is a founder of, of, a, of a school, a Christian school. He's also been out on the road uh, doing these uh, rallies and, and uh, concerts. And he's decided that he's really going to move forward and try to build what he describes as a museum, a theater, and a colonial village uh, play area so people can come towards not just... Um, a lecture or even a uh, even a, even preaching on America's roots, but sort of see it and feel it and touch it and be entertained, which is so important in, in our culture right now. And uh, Pastor Darren Myers has joined us to talk about that and talk about where this is. And, and first, uh, uh, Darren, why do people, why do you think they need this at this moment in our history? Well, thanks for having me on. And we are just at a point in our country where Education is just critical, and the founders understood that, you know, it's in the region of ignorance that tyranny begins, and when you don't know his, don't know the founding principles, uh, the tyrant is sitting there waiting to take over, and that's kind of the spot we're at. Uh, we're trying to do this project, and not only just about American principles, but the whole story of tyranny, faith, and freedom which the struggle's obviously been going on for thousands of years. And the American experiment was an awakening of all those principles 
and uh, practical opportunity to uh, create a nation that would reject tyranny. And the farther we're disconnected from that history, uh, the more hopeless we are as a nation. So we've just got to get rooted and grounded back in these truths. Uh, we're talking. Uh, we're talking with uh, Pastor Darren Myers, and and so tell me, where is it going to be? What's it going to look like? You know, I did notice in here that uh, my friend Peter Hershen, uh, who is an extraordinary uh, success at Silver Dollar City, and you know, I forget forget now the book I read recently, I mean, a few years ago now, about a, a one of the these leadership experts that studied the Hershen uh, Family Entertainment Corporation, extraordinary success for lots of really cool reasons, but also family based. Um, so I see one of your guys is coming from there. Tell me what what the, what will this be? Tell our listeners what it's going to be. Tell us the timeline. Tell us where uh, you are in the process. Sure. Well, we're located in uh, Branson, Missouri, which is kind of a cross-section of uh, faith and patriotism and good old-fashioned American values. Uh, That's kind of the culture here in Branson still, and we are very excited to create this space here. Uh, Of course, Silver Dollar City, Sight and Sound, and other uh, attractions are in this area. So, Basically, what we're trying to do is create a theater, museum, and Colonial Village children's play area, all teaching the story of tyranny, faith, and freedom. So we'll take a 30,000-foot view. We'll look at the, the whole story, starting with the exceptionalism of individuals, the uniqueness and potential of each individual, and then move through time as we look at uh, tyrants from Nimrod uh, to Pharaoh to Nebuchadnezzar all the way up to uh, the Tower of London and European tyrants, and then the pilgrims launching out from that in an effort to exercise their religious freedom, and then that leading to the founding documents and the principles that have been enshrined there, and then moving on to the blessings of freedom uh, as a result of the founding documents and the explosion of creativity and inventions and gross domestic product and charitable giving, and then move on to modern enemies of freedom, which would be your Karl Marxes and, and all of those who are trying to dethrone God and destroy capitalism, as Marx said. Uh, mm-hmm. Then the cost of freedom being uh, tribute to military and law enforcement who have been willing to pay the price to fight back tyranny and guarantee freedom for individuals. And then the last uh, area in the walkthrough would be a, a challenge of uh, what are we going to do with freedom now? And will we pass it on to the next generation because it's up to us? So the museum mm-hmm. part would be a walkthrough experience through all of that. The theater would be a live and holographic experience that would bring back to life people from the past and let them uh, give their own quotes and tell their story to this generation in a fun and creative way. The Colonial Village would be an area geared for 10 and under to learn these civics uh, principles of civics, but also the potential of the individual and and encourage them to be creative and to pursue their dreams. Um, this would include like uh, Benjamin Franklin Invention Shop, a one-room schoolhouse, a Liberty Tree with a tree house, and kind of an eating area mm-hmm. for the parents to be able to enjoy that time while the kids play. And, uh, of course, we've got a bookstore and a restaurant in there as well that will all work together. Right, we're, we're we're talking with uh, Pastor Darren Myers, and uh, he's also the founder and the president of a Free- Freedom Encounter. Go to freedomencounter.com. dot uh, Darren, um, lots of folks when they're sort of 
seeing the way the country's gone, at least in terms of some of the big decisions and some of the worries we have and all, they kind of they kind of end up feeling, and I felt this way, that the the leadership in our churches has failed us. You know, that we're looking for the teaching, actually even the teaching you're talking about, and you're making it interactive and you're making it uh, fun and, and sort of, um, you know, reaching people where they are. And we're saying, where's our churches? You know, why don't we have more leaders in our faith community standing up to where to what feels like sort of an onslaught? How do you answer that for people? How do you encourage them? Because people don't want to be discouraged. They want to be encouraged. But it's tough in this time. Sure. And I get inspired just reading the direct quotes uh, from those in history. We've got a great book from William Federer called America's God and Country, Encyclopedia of Quotations. And I tell you, you just read through that and you get inspired, you get uh, motivated and challenged. And it's an education in uh, history. And at some point you realize all the battles we're facing today have already been faced by our founders. They they knew exactly what big government felt like. They knew what the cancel culture was all about. They knew what uh, restricting churches and services and religious worship uh, was all about. You know, there's really nothing new under the sun. All of these things have, have already come around. And our founders addressed every one of these things. And I think by reconnecting to these quotes and to history, it just inspires me. And I believe it will inspire this generation to realize, hey, we've already been here and done this and we know what works. And uh, I think this education center, as, as I call it, uh, will be a tool that pastors can benefit from, homeschool families, uh, Christian schools, private schools, uh, you know, civic groups. Just come through, and I think just being exposed to the story, we're going to kind of connect the dots. And a lot of people just have never done that. You know, we've heard history in little bits and pieces, but to connect the dots and see this timeline of history and how America fit into that story of freedom is truly inspiring. And I think it encourages folks to stand up like so many have done in the past. Well, Darren Myers, uh, founder and president again, and it's freedomencounter.com. Give our people, we just got a minute or so left, uh, sort of the pitch on where they can go to find out more, get signed up, help what you're doing, and then be a part of it going forward. Okay, so let me just reiterate that this is a new uh, vision. We've been working at this for about a year. Uh, we're in the middle of a mm-hmm. capital campaign. So we have uh, access to a theater in Branson that we are trying to finalize the purchase of. And then we'll be adding the museum and the kids' play area. So uh, they can go to our website to learn more about this. But right now we're just trying to cast the vision, let as many folks know about it as possible, and raise the funds to be able to mm-hmm. make this reality. So that's freedomencounter.com. Uh, if you go to freedomencounter.com, there is a pledge form if you'd like to get involved in that way. If you'd like to just sign up for emails and be in the know, uh, there's a Enlist Today button that you can hit and, and just fill out and give us your information there, and we'll uh, keep you up to speed as we go forward. But it's going to take the prayers of God's people, and we've had a lot of folks interested in this. Uh, it's just all in God's timing, and there certainly is a need. Well, I, I, I'm inspired by it, as I have been by hearing you talk about it. And I think uh, 
sometimes it's the new ways we're called to the old truths that can be really helpful. And people, uh, I think people are looking, searching, and but um, you know we don't need to, we don't need to invent new truths. We need to get to the old truths and maybe find our new ways. So thank you, uh, Darren. We will uh, keep it up on. I'll keep this up on social media to promote it, and we'll have you back on again, and we'll be praying for you and supporting it. Darren Myers, everybody, again, freedomencounter.com is the website. You can learn more, learn all about it, and uh, decide to support it. I hope you will. Thanks very much, Darren. Thank you very much. All right. We'll take a break, everybody, when we come back. And don't forget, visit ProAmericaReport.com, ProAmericaReport.com. Sign up for the daily email there. And also, you can, all these great interviews we have, we put them over there for you to check them back out. If you want to go back and say, oh, what did, what did Darren Myers say? And how do I figure that out? What was Bill Federer's quote? All that stuff. It's all over there. So we'll take a break, everybody. Be right back. Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. A daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by honoring family values, opposing radical feminism, and representing a conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The crisis at our southern border has gone from bad to worse. If you don't believe me, just watch the clip of Biden's press secretary trying to explain why Biden has taxpayers paying for illegal aliens to stay in hotels while our National Guard had to spend nights in freezing winter weather sleeping on the floor of a parking garage during their unnecessary deployment in Washington, D.C. earlier this year. Biden refuses to visit the southern border, although pictures smuggled out by Democrat Representative Henry Cuellar reveal deplorable living conditions. Just imagine the howls of protest and scandal if this had occurred under Donald Trump. However, President Trump never would have done what his successor did. Biden announced that illegal immigrants in Mexico who seek asylum in the U.S. could be released into our country to roam freely while awaiting a years-long judicial process. This obvious invitation is what has incited the stampede. With such an obvious policy blunder unfolding further and further every day, it's no wonder Biden hid from the media longer than any president in modern history. For the first time in more than a 100 years, the president spent more than 60 days in office without giving a solo press conference. When he finally did give a press conference, it was obvious that the whole thing had been scripted. Press Secretary Jen Psaki openly asked for questions to be submitted beforehand, and none of the questions from the 62-minute press conference were particularly challenging. Yet it was clear that Biden was reading heavily from the notes in front of him on the podium. As if all of these stumbles weren't bad enough, President Biden was caught on camera stumbling up the stairs to Air Force One. He managed to fall three times. Any claims that this was caused by a strong wind is totally absurd. America wants a president who stands tall, not one who falls flat. Whether it's tackling a crisis at the border, a press conference, or a flight of stairs, President Biden has proven he's not up for the task. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. These culturally relevant commentaries, along with videos, columns, and bulletins, are waiting for you at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Plus, find, follow, and share our news and views on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Parlor, Gab, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Uh, we've got to wrap things up as we head into the weekend. hope everybody has a great weekend and does a lot of relaxing. It, uh, it will be fun. All right. Let me, um, you know... Social media is really strange. I think people know that. If you're looking at Facebook and, and Twitter and Gab and Parler and all these different places, you, you sort of just can get sucked in. Your life goes away. And it's, a, it's not that helpful, in my opinion. However, it is somewhat helpful to see how, um, this is going to sound twisted, but how unhealthy some people are. So when you look at Twitter, you, for example, you see people and you're like, wow, those people are angry or wow, those people are uh, like kind of not nice or, you know, creepy or something like that. Right. You, you watch that. You can see you can see certain things, sort of glimpses in. And so today, or, excuse me, earlier, well, I guess it was earlier Friday. I'm not sure when it was, but there was someone forwarded to me from Twitter, a clip of uh, Joe Scarborough of MSNBC uh, Morning Mika uh, or Morning Joe Morning Joe I guess it's called Morning Mika and Joe and uh and Joe Scarborough is ranting and he's ranting like ranting like seems angry and he's doing one of these deals where he's saying if you don't think like I think if you don't believe like I think if you don't understand like I understand you should leave America you should because people want to be here that think like I think and believe like I believe and we're the right ones and if you don't believe that you should get out like that kind of weird right like not a normal just that's not normal now it's cable TV and they're trying to you know get people to watch and they're they're only he's talking to his own left-wing crowd um, but the thing that's crazy about it is what he was talking about is the Arizona audit. The Arizona audit that has been taking place for about a month now was done has been forced upon Arizona by the Republican Senate. The Republican Senate, the state Senate, has said we want to audit. And they've been bludgeoned by the media and others saying you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't do that. But what happened earlier Friday or late Thursday night, early Friday, I'm not sure when the press release came out, was the Secretary of State of Arizona said the machines that you're looking at that were used for the election that you have now had in your control completely in your control, solely in your control, Republican senators, since you've had them in your control, they should be thrown out and destroyed and not used because why? Because they've been compromised. What? Did the Secretary of State of Arizona just admit that the machines used in the 2020 election, if they're used in the control of one group or entity, they could be compromised as in hacked, as in manipulated. That's what she, that's what the Secretary of State said. And so when Joe Scarborough went crazy saying it, it, who he was talking to is the people that believe in an audit, but people that believe we should keep checking, the people that believe that the election wasn't on the up and up, these people should leave America. They should go away. They should be ranting. And when you see something like that, you say, it's not so much that he's disturbed, although he seems disturbed. It's what's he disturbed about? And, you know, it's one thing when people say, don't bother looking at, at certain things because it's perfect. And you say, well, really? Why can't we look at it? If you think it's perfect, let's make sure. It's kind of one thing if they say, don't take the trouble. But once you're taking the trouble and you're willing to pay for it yourself, which is what the state Senate is doing in Arizona, and you're willing to go through the trouble, which is what the state Senate in Arizona is doing, Republicans, when you have the Secretary of State then admit that the machines can be compromised that the machines are, what, hackable? That's what the Secretary of State seems to say. The Secretary of State saying you have to get rid of these machines because they've been, been in, the, in the possession of one set of people and not totally transparent. Well, isn't that what the concerns were in 2020? 
So when you watch Joe Scarborough go crazy, you, you say to yourself, not only, huh, he doesn't seem like a healthy dude, but you also say, uh-oh, there's something going on here. And I don't even know yet what they're finding. But I don't know if they need to find anything else. What they have done, the Republican senators in Arizona, is force the Secretary of State in Arizona to admit that the machines used in the election in 2020 were able to be compromised. That's what's happened in the last 48 hours. And Joe Scarborough's mind is exploding because he's been saying for six months that it's not possible that they could be compromised. So he's wrong. And his whole house of cards falling down. I think a lot of other people are going to be in the same place. All right, we got to run. I'm out of time. Thank you, as always, to our great technical director, Noah, Joanna, for booking our guests, and you for listening. We'll be back next week. It's Ed Martin here in the Pro-America Report. Talk to you then. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego.